Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, hello there, and welcome to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist, ready for a great show today as we're ready to answer your questions about your health and how we can make responsible choices that can change your life. We're here every Saturday, and we're going to have a very interesting, maybe a little bit controversial discussion today, but I think it's very timely to one of the things that we are seeing in the news today. We're going to talk about our health care system and who makes the decisions and why. And we're going to have a couple of experts that we're going to interview from the Progressive Medical Centers. Dr. Gazagoli and Dr. Cheryl Burdett are going to go through a little bit of a, a dialogue for what they see as professionals uh, in how it impacts their practice. And we're always open to answer your questions. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. For any of your questions today, you can also text us anytime during our broadcast at 512 219 0724. And as always, always check out our past broadcast on our website, healthychoicesxm.com. We're going to have a little bit of a special for a lot of our listeners. We want to be able to try some of the products that we have developed as clinical pharmacists that are verified that they actually do work. They're, these items do not require a prescription, but we've found that they are very effective in raising people's hormone levels and also their adrenals. We got a, a look into our male energy formula and female energy formulas for our, our listeners. And just sign on your email address and we're going to give those complimentary to all of our listeners. And I, that's exactly what I said. It's a complimentary uh, gift to our listeners. Just put on your, get your email address and uh, also your name under your contact on our website. We look forward to having you as our as our listeners. But before we get into our conversations uh, with the professionals at Progressive, we want everybody to get a little bit of a, uh, a couple news items that we have seen. We talked about our healthcare system and a little couple statistics for you is that the reason why the healthcare system really needs to be changed is that the average healthcare expenses per capita is close to $9,500. And that was back in 2014. We don't even know what it is today. But this was out of the Wall Street Journal this last week. And we're talking about also the bottom line is that the United States ranks 25th in life expectancy for men at the age of 76. And the U.S. life expectancy for women is 27th at age 81.6. So we're at the bottom of the line and we spend more money than any other wealthier, any other nations for health care costs. And our life expectancies are the behind Japan, Israel, Spain and many others. Who pays the most for drugs? We do. Uh, we pay twenty six hundred dollars for a particular drug, Humira, where everybody else in the world pays less than a thousand. So, you know, the numbers are staggering. It's not like a couple hundred dollars difference. It's like 30% less on drugs. 
diagnostics. A particular MRI in this country cost $1,100. In Switzerland, very wealthy country, it costs $500. So this is, uh, these numbers are off the chart. And the reason why we feel is that we have other people making decisions for health care as opposed to the patient's and the physician. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. It's a little controversial, but um, uh, we feel very strongly that the healthcare system is going to change and give people choices. That's what our show is about. People have choices in their healthcare. And this is why we have people have a discussion and so they can decide what's, what's best for them along with their physician. And a couple of uh, simple things that we saw in the news that we have found just recently, new research says cheese and cream can prevent diabetes and heart risk. That's what I said. I said cheese and cream can prevent diabetes and heart risk. This was uh, just, just published this last week out of the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. So the type 2 diabetes can be prevented by putting more fats into our diet. And the, and the professor... Sultan, the heart specialist at the University of Ireland, says we need to urgently need to overturn our current dietary guidelines. So this is the reason why we and to make to understand why this is important. Diabetes causes three times more deaths than originally uh, uncovered. That's three times more deaths than originally we had predicted. So it's over it accounts for over 12% of the deaths, and this was off by over 4 or 5%. So it's really important that diabetes be under control, and the first thing we can do is change your diet. Uh, so yeah, these are some important tidbits, the reason why we put this show together, to get people to get the clinical pearls, what things are important and what things are not important. And the most important thing we have to do is get rid of insults, environmental insults that affect our health. And one of the things that we've just recently seen, we've talked about it many, many times, is Roundup or glyphosate residue. It is considered the most the widely used agricultural chemical ever. It's virtually everywhere. New study just came out out of the Journal of Scientific Reports said that even ultra-low levels of Roundup or glyphosate cause liver disease or fatty liver disease. So this is a staggering number that we're finding that it is virtually everywhere in our food, our water, and even baby food and women's breast milk. So it's really important for you to buy organic and stay as far away from glyphosates and Roundup and choose something else when spring comes for your weeds. And of course, Use your antioxidants, your alpha-lipoic acid, and your CoQ10 and your vitamin C on a daily basis to have you help your liver get rid of these chemicals. We're going to go ahead and get started on our interview, uh, talking about a little bit of a dialogue about our healthcare system and why we we feel it's so important for, for consumers to get involved so they can make these choices. Sean, let's go ahead with our pre-recorded interview. Today's show... We really want to devote to having a time on, on discussing what's wrong with our healthcare system. And, you know, time and time again, um, we've heard this healthcare debate. Is it a healthcare debate or is it a insurance 
health care debate. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and we're going to talk about why we feel that a lot of physicians practicing medicine in the United States should really take a step back and say, hey, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How can I make it better? How can I partner with the patient? And I think this is something in an area at Progressive Medical, we've really taken an opportunity to uh, listen to our patients and, and try to create a business model that makes sense. There's no perfect business model in healthcare. Uh, you know, and I hate to say that, healthcare is a business, even a socialized country. You know, when people say to you, oh, it's free in France, uh, I can assure you, nothing's free. Uh, you're either going to pay for some capacity. Now, certain individuals need assistance, and we're all for having society that cares. But I believe that when you enable individuals, uh, sometimes they don't really get the best, and sometimes they don't really have any skin in the game. And when you don't have skin in the game, you really don't pay attention on cost. You don't really pay attention on quality. You don't really pay attention on making it better. Because ultimately, what's more important? Have a lower cost or have a better quality? And that's why we feel that there's a combination. And yes, you may pay a little more on prevention, but that's at the beginning. In the long run, you will pay less. Because I can assure you, you're either going to pay now or you're going to pay later. So that's why I have this show focusing about with our health care system in America and what can you do as a responsible citizen and or resident that's here living in our society and how can you make a difference to make it better? Well, first of all, you don't have a doc you don't have to be a doctor, you don't have to be a healthcare provider, you don't have to be a nutritionist. What if you're just a patient? First of all, everybody's a patient. I don't care if you're a doctor, I don't care if you're a healthcare practitioner, I don't care if you're a nurse, I don't care if you're a nutritionist. You will always be a patient because guess what? Ultimately, we're all going to get sick. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't care if it's an acute illness or a chronic illness. We are all going to get sick. And if you're not sick, you should work on not being sick. That's so very prevention. good. And that's why when we talk about prevention, 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 an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Unfortunately, in our society, doctors are only rewarded when you're sick. Okay, Illness is an I, okay? Wellness is a we. It's a team approach. So we feel that we need to dramatically change our healthcare system, and we should be rewarding those doctors that keep you well. Unfortunately, our system's not like that. Doctors only get paid when you're sick. However, we're seeing a shift. We're seeing a shift because we've developed some really interesting testing that are predictive markers. Now we have certain testing that can predict uh, diabetes and uh, pre-diabetes. We also know that there's other predictive markers now that you can look for possibly even cancer. There's certain oxidative markers that can do that. But Dr. Bill, let's get right back into mm-hmm. what's wrong with healthcare in America. And I want to start off the topic that it's really based on this insurance reimbursement model. Yes, yes. And that's one of the areas that kind of drives medicine. So, so yes. kind of what's wrong with that? Well, part of the problem there is that the way insurance was set up was was predominantly initially to deal with acute issues. And the idea is that there would be um, a certain amount of time that a doc could spend with a patient, and then that would be the amount of time that you're allowed to bill for. And so these increments are set up so that a doc can bill for 7 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But it becomes very difficult, if not impossible, to bill for 30 minutes or an hour. 
And certainly you cannot bill for an hour and a half. So when you have complicated cases, the, the system is set up to not really allot for uh, the physician and the patient to have time to develop that rapport, to develop that relationship. And so sadly, instead, what, what, the, what the physician is able to do is to bill uh, in seven to 10 minute increments. And that's, and that's what the insurance company will allow for. And so, and, and the rationale there was because, again, it was designed to meet acute needs. And your throat is sore. The doc says, okay, let me swab it. You have pharyngitis. Here's an antibiotic. And that can well be handled in, in seven minutes. Um, maybe. I mean, even I would like a little more time with that. But uh, from there, then let's say now you come in next week and you have a sore throat again. And then you come in next month and you have another sore throat and then another. And so now it's the fourth time you're there, but you get seven minutes. So you have pharyngitis. We've done the swab. Here's the antibiotic. What should happen is now... This isn't, this isn't a simple sore throat. It shouldn't have come back four times over. I need to dig a little deeper. I need to do more than a swab. I need to understand what's going on in your life. Have you been under more stress recently? Could that be compromising your immune system? Uh, is there, how, how do you feel when you eat food? Do you, do you ever get any burning in your stomach? Because, in fact, uh, reflux or heartburn could be another reason for a sore throat. It's an atypical way that it shows up. But I need to hear about what you're eating and how that feels when you eat. Or uh, maybe... Uh, I, what what I, I need to understand more about is, are there certain nutrients? Let me, let me learn more about your diet. Are you low in things like vitamin D? More likely that you would experience something like a sore throat. So it's fine. An acute problem that, that, that happens once and, and, and then it's gone in a few days. We can accomplish probably what we need to in seven to ten minutes. But now let's say this. Let's say you come in with that same sore throat and and you're actually on six medications already, four medications already, or you know that you're very sensitive to medications or you know that somebody in your family had a very extreme reaction to antibiotics, um, something called fluoroquinolone toxicity, and so you want to figure out if maybe you have the same genetic tendency. Even something like a sore throat quickly can become more complex. Why? Because we're not treating sore throats. We're not treating pharyngitis. We're treating people that happen to have pharyngitis on that day. And so what that means is there's going to be a different interplay between your stress levels and your nutrient levels. There's going to be an interplay between what's going on in your life and what you're eating and how you're exercising and how that sore throat is showing up, why it's recurring, and, and directing what we should do about it. So we've, we've set up a model for acute care and then tried to apply it to chronic conditions, and this is where we begin to have trouble. And having health care insurance is important. Because the concept of insurance was to help with a catastrophic catastrophic event, um, which I think is very important. Don't get me wrong. You should protect you and your family. But really, it wasn't about providing the best health care. A doctor should be have the freedom to decide what medicine you need, what nutritional supplement you may need, what testing you may need. And that should be between you and your doctor. And you make a decision if it's in your budget. And we, work, and we understand that having health care insurance is important. But all the health care insurance companies care about really is what? Profit-driven. Profit-driven. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. We're a capitalistic country. But you cannot actually create an entire health care system 
based on insurance. This is this is this is the big problem, and you know insurance companies um, really want everybody to believe that it's the doctors, it's all the doctors' fault. The doctors charge too much money, and doctors are being demonized. And we're not saying this because we're doctors. And I do believe that there's uh, a few bad apples out there. But like any other industry, there's a few bad apples. Most doctors care about you. Most doctors came into the profession because they really want to help patients. They want to make the system better. Their hands are tied. They're frustrated. Most doctors don't even want to deal with these bureaucrats. Most healthcare doc- most healthcare providers don't want to deal with these healthcare managers. Now, of course, cost containment is important, but you should never have an administrator make a medical decision. And that's where we want to start. Doctors should have more than 7.8 minutes or whatever it is, 8, 9, 10 minutes or whatever it is. We need more time. And that's where you as the patient should learn how to be your own patient advocate. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to encourage you, those out there to look for a health coach. I love health coaches. Health coaches can help you disseminate through all of the garbage out there, okay? A good health And that's why Progressive Medical, we have dietitians, we have naturopathic doctors, we have fitness trainers, we have wellness coaches. It's a wonderful concept. And they work with the medical doctors. Mm-hmm. A medical doctor or an osteopathic doctor should be given the freedom to diagnose and it's interesting, Dr. Burdett, well, you and I had a meeting today with two medical doctors that came in from New York with their mm-hmm, laboratory, mm-hmm. and they talked about in New York that all the smart medical doctors are now working with naturopathic doctors. It's a wonderful concept. <laughs> it really is. And, and I think it's not only a wonderful concept for physicians, but also for patients. I think that it's one of the things that's really contributed to the growth of Progressive is that integrative approach, uh, knowing that when patients come here, that they're going to get uh, a focused a group perspective about what's going on in their system. So they're going to have somebody who is uh, an expert in terms of um, Western diagnosis and looking conventionally at what's going on, doing standard lab work, looking and doing physical exams. And then they're also going to have somebody who uh, can uh, can add to that, is going to be an expert in terms of looking at things functionally in the body and understanding a process behind a diagnosis and how foods, diet, and lifestyle, how nutrition, inflammation, and oxidation relates to what, what is going on in the system. So when we can marry these two together, uh, then this is when we ultimately have the best approach. And, and I, you know, I predict that, you know, in another 20, 30 years, they won't even be separate disciplines, that you'll see a blending of naturopathic medicine into allopathic medicine, uh, because at the end of the day, what we want are the therapies that are most effective and least invasive. And so what the, the, what the best medicine will be when um, we are all utilizing those types of ideas, but um, we but the the other part of that is that there is just so much information overload these days that having separate disciplines that can really stay at the top of their game and can stay an expert in their area, but collaborating with colleagues around them. And that is really one of the, the um, uniquenesses and certainly a, a strength of progressive medical is that when patients come here, they're not going to see one style of practitioner. They're going to work with medical docs and DOs. They're going to work with naturopathic docs. They're going to work with chiropractic doctors, acupuncturists. They're going to work with um, uh, 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 physical therapists as well as um, nurse practitioners, PAs, dietitians. And so we put all of these disciplines and people that are at the top of their game together under one roof and the 
ongoing creativity, the ongoing movement forward of the medicine that happens when we can uh, share these ideas and really collaborate and cross-pollinate is quite outstanding. So, and I would say that while progressive medical, we, we do deal with acute care here, really one of the areas where um, we see most often people come looking for help it is in that area of chronic conditions. And again, why is that? Because the current system is not set up to deal with chronic care. Currently, 87% of the cost of our health care, those trillions of dollars that are being spent, goes to chronic diseases. It will benefit immensely from diet change and exercise and, and therapies that, on, on one hand, well, I guess eating costs something, but you're going to eat anyway. Uh, exercise, yes, you can find ways to spend money on it, but you can go right outside right now and walk around, and that doesn't cost you anything. And so, but even though we all know that these things are so important, how do you work them into your day? How do you actualize them? What, what type of exercise is best for you? What diet is best for you? And so we don't have the resources there right now to really facilitate making these changes that are so fundamental for wellness and, and, and for overall, um, well, health care, not insurance care, but health care. So we, we need to move away from this paradigm of uh, one pill for one bug, one one solution for one diagnosis. You got a diagnosis. You got a label. Now, what's the one pill that will fix that? That just isn't the way that chronic disease works. You may have a diagnosis of depression, but that could be again because of nutritional deficiencies. That could be because of inflammation coming from food. That could be because there are too many free radicals in your body because you've been exposed to uh, different compounds, industrial compounds from the environment, but you're not very good at detoxing them from your body. And so same label, but multiple different reasons it can happen. And when we begin to look at both of these together, that's when we're really going to begin to, uh, to make a dent in chronic conditions. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're broadcasting here from Austin, Texas. We're talking to our guest, Dr. Gazagoli and Cheryl Burdett from Progressive Medical Centers, talking about our health care system and some of the challenges, the reason why we have the most expensive program in, in the world, but we have sometimes maybe the least effective uh, for each of the dollars. And one of the things we just heard is 87% of the dollars spent is on chronic diseases. And many of these chronic diseases can be changed with ch- choices and some therapeutic changes in diet and lifestyle as the, as the cornerstone of these, uh, how to be able to reverse some of these chronic diseases. That's what our show is about. And we're here to answer any of your questions. 877 or you can text us anytime during our, our, our break uh, or also during the second half of our show. It's 512-219-0724. And also make, make sure our, you check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. Is a, if you sign up for our website, you get a free sample of our male energy formula that we developed and female energy formula. I think you'll both, uh, everybody will enjoy uh, being a, one of our registered listeners. Uh, the phone number again is 877-956-9566. We're going to take a short break here and come back uh, for a little commercial break, but make, we're going to follow up with additional 
dialogue with the professionals at Progressive Medical Centers because this is a big problem that we have today. But we don't want people to realize that they have to wait for legislators or insurance companies to change health care. We feel it's a people are empowered that they can make those choices today. And that's what our, our show is about is what things you can start with tomorrow, what things you can start with uh, the day after that are going to make those important changes in your blood sugar levels and your and your blood pressure levels. And also, it's going to make a big difference on your longevity of your life. So check out our, our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com, and we're going to come back after the hour with more discussion with Progressive Medical Centers, and we'll be back after the break.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices XM. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. And we were talking today about the healthcare system and how it can be changed and really looking at how difficult it is for practitioners to be able to take care of patients, believe it or not. And this is what our guests from Progressive Medical Centers are going through these details of what they see as as professionals, uh, the barriers that they are, have to overcome. But before we get to back to our to our uh, pre-recorded interview, we want people to un- to know that we have an announcement for a very important lecture that I am putting on along with uh, Dr. James Laval, who's been on our show, and Dr. Andy Heyman has also been a guest on our show. The lecture is going to be on the journey to the regeneration of the aging brain, and that's going to be here on March the 25th in Austin, Texas. This is going to be a one-day event that you probably, if you're in the area, it's open to all practitioners. Uh, and for any consumers that really want to understand these very important uh, clinical pearls that nobody else has been able to, you know, this is, we're probably five years ahead of every uh, everybody else in the country is talking about 25th journey to the regeneration of the aging brain. We want to thank our sponsors, Numedica and PD Labs. Cutting edge nutraceuticals, pharmaceuticals that we will be introducing at this time. It, and we wanted to also review this when we talked about uh, in the first half of the show is the tremendous problems that practitioners have to be able to take care of patients because they have to rely on an administrator or an insurance company to choose what's best for them. And as a pharmacist and and owner of a pharmacy here in Austin, Texas, we, we hear from physicians, they spend 50% of their time, their office staff is doing prior authorizations for medications that were simple prescriptions a year ago. So the amount of time that they're doing for prior authorizations for $100 and $200 prescriptions is bone crushing for them. So we're finding it many times in our pharmacy that physicians can't get back to us for refill information for days because they have usually sometimes a complete ream of, they have staff in pharmacies that all they do is do pre-recorded, excuse me, uh, documented for refills and being able to try to justify to the industry why they need this uh, predetermination letters. So this is just, uh, it, we want to make sure we dedicate this to our, our listeners to understand the problem so they can take charge of health. And that's what our number is 877-956-9566. You can also text us Sean, let's go ahead and finish up our interview with uh, the professionals at Progressive. You know, we mentioned a little bit about, uh, before the break, uh, Professor Neep, Leap, actually, L-E-A-P, uh, Harvard professor, talked about iatrogenic disease, which is medical errors. And, you know, this is practicing medicine by the book, and they was estimated that 120,000 uh, Americans lost their lives to medical errors. 
And I just kind of gave an example. Imagine having two airplanes crash a day with approximately 164 passengers and crew. You know, the government would really take a serious look into this. And, you know, unfortunately, and I'm not criticizing any doctor at all because, you know, medicine, the art of medicine is is practicing. And, and of course, uh, we're going to make errors. But ultimately, what we're trying to say is that our, our, our healthcare system that's relying only on traditional allopathic medicine, which is really looking at pharmaceutical-based and also surgical intervention, which we, we do believe there's a place there. What we're recommending is integrative, integrative medicine, which is a combination of both. And first, do no harm is a principle that myself and Dr. Bidet and all of our colleagues that have graduated medical school. And we're actually looking for safer medicine, um, evidence-based medicine. And we feel that if it's only pharmaceutical-based, then we're missing short on lifestyle, wellness, nutrition, nutrients, uh, talking about replacing uh, certain um, nutrients in the body with minerals and, and thinking outside the box with different therapies. And, and that's why I, I love to read studies such as Professor Leap um, because they're, they're very um, enlightening, uh, but they also tell us that we have to make it better. And that's one of the reasons why. So we talked about the healthcare insurance industry that has a stronghold that is part of the undercover medical dictatorship. Uh, we also know that the FDA, which is originally designed uh, back in the early 1900s, uh, by President Roosevelt, actually Teddy Roosevelt, uh, began in 1906. We feel that this is also part of the medical under, undercover dictatorship. Why? Not because the FDA doesn't do its job, is that we've seen that certain FDA officials actually leave and they're working for a pharmaceutical company. And, and that's a conflict of interest. Um, and we believe that we have to kind of police that up and, and hopefully that we can actually have a, a group at the FDA that are really science-driven, such as Dr. Graham, who was with the FDA, and he was the whistleblower for Vioxx. Mm -hmm. Vioxx is a great example of um, a pharmaceutical company allowing um, profit-driven instead of research-driven and safety-driven. And, you know, well over 200,000 worldwide lost their lives because of Vioxx and billions of dollars of class action suit were paid off. You know, we, we don't want this to happen anymore. And we really believe that the FDA... Um, has to do a better job policing this up. And, and certainly, I think we need to have some checks and balances, but really have an independent agency where there is no collusion with pharmaceutical companies. A lot of people don't realize the FDA doesn't do research anything. They just actually look at the research that's done from these pharmaceutical companies. So that's a big problem. It is. It's a huge problem. And, and another big problem is what is allowed to be represented in the research? What are, what, what are, and what are the stipulations around that? Well, you might be thinking, well, research is public access. And then if once it, that happens, we can, we can all see that, but not exactly. So another law that, that was set up around natural medicine states that if it's a natural agent, you can't can't make a claim about it. What does that mean? Well, I can't say that for uh, turmeric treats osteoporosis, that green tea causes weight gain, even if there are three, four, twelve as an outcome, because it's a natural agent. There's a law that says you can't make a claim about it. You know, we we know that here. We when we when we manufacture some of the supplements that we make, because we are always looking to have the the best tools for our patients. One of the things, for example, um, we have to we have to discuss what we can even call uh, some of our products. So something that we used to we 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 wanted to call it uh, allergy relief, but that would be making a claim. It relieves allergies. So 
instead we we have to call it sinus relief because uh, because you're, that's not you're not that that falls into a different category. You're not making a claim about allergies anymore. You're not making a claim about a condition anymore. So very interesting that you can't really report natural research in the same way and that it can't be leveraged in the same way. Now think about if that same um, concern is applied to pharmaceuticals. Of course not. Think about any commercial that you see for any pharmaceutical uh, and they are of course making claims about that so, and that medication. So, um, so some of these things are archaic, absolutely, but they still come into play in terms of how information makes it out to us, how it makes it out to the physician, how it makes it out to the patient, and it really clouds what's going on there. Um, if, if you can make a claim about something synthetic, but you can't make a claim about something natural, just right off the bat, think about how that's going to um, uh, make things inequitable, make things seem uh, slanted more in one direction than they actually should. So, um, so while we might think that, that, that these things are just completely straightforward, there are these oddities that play into it and, and can really keep integrative medicine from shining as much as it should. Uh, another piece around that is that you also can't patent something natural. Well, why should that matter? Well, uh, when a drug company puts billions of dollars into researching a drug, the reason they want to do that is because they can patent it and have an exclusive and they can make their money back at the end. Well, we know fish oil. If I go to the place where peer-reviewed medical research is and I put in omega-3 fatty acids from fish oil, I will literally find thousands of studies in humans that talk about the benefit of fish oil. But it's natural, so you can't patent it. And so uh, you don't see, so really you'd probably see 100,000 studies about it if we could patent it given how successful it is in terms of treating things. But so you won't see when you say, well, nobody ever did uh, a, a study with 100,000 people, double blind, randomized, placebo controlled, right. Because that study would be quite expensive, and the only way to make back the money from the study would be to patent something. And so if it's natural and you can't patent it, now there's a reason that natural substances don't get the same level of, of study that they would otherwise. Again, it gets back to profit and where money can be made. So some of these, these laws that don't seem exactly straightforward or that seem somewhat archaic still are in play and still affect what research get, gets into the hand of the physician or the patient, affects what therapies rise to the top, and it even affects the, the direction that medicine is going. This show is not being about pessimistic or negative. We want to be realistic. We gave you some facts here. We talked about uh, $2.7 trillion uh, spent annually. That's about 18, 17.9% of our, our, our GDP. Um, we also know that um, there's problems with this health care reform because it involves insurance instead of really changing the health care system, which is based on education and making our system and our delivery system better, training all of our practitioners to become even better than what they are. Um, we also know that there's issues going on um, how doctors spend time with their patients, limited time. You know, we also know that there's issues with other organizations such as a monopoly. Um, and, you know, Dr. Rush talking about under, undercover medical dictatorship. All of these need to be uh, exposed and have an awareness. But let's talk about the solutions. What are the solutions? Why do Dr. Burdett and I talk about integrated medicine? For those of you not ex exposed to integrated medicine, 
Uh, integrative medicine, in a nutshell, is a healing-oriented medicine that takes account the entire person, body, mind, and spirit, including all aspects of lifestyle. And it emphasizes the therapeutic relationship and makes use of all, let me just say this again, all appropriate therapies, both conventional and natural therapies slash medicine, getting to the root cause. So it doesn't just promote natural medicine. It doesn't promote oriental medicine. It doesn't promote Ayurvedic medicine. It doesn't promote homeopathic medicine. It doesn't promote native Indian medicine. It doesn't promote anything to do with anything other than allopathic. It's a combination of everything. Mm -hmm. And this is why we like it so much because it really gives so many different tools to use. Dr. Betty, give us an example to listeners on how you incorporate integrated medicine. Well, I think that's exactly it, that it's a medicine of hope and it's a medicine of options and it, it, it is a medicine that allows us to meet each person's needs. How many times have you heard somebody say, well, I went to the doctor, I have this, um, I have high blood pressure and they told me that I need to take this medication and I need to stay on this medication the rest of my life. And I just don't want to do that. And then maybe the conversation went on and I asked the doc, well, isn't there something that I could eat or isn't there something I could do? And, you know, they say, well, you know, maybe some weight loss, you know, maybe not really, but probably you're going to need to be on that medication for the rest of your life. Well, that's not very accurate. What, what, what the, the message that's attempting to be communicated there is that you need to have normal blood pressure for the rest of your life because normal blood pressure will reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease, heart attack, and strokes. So, and a medication might be one way to get there. However, absolutely weight loss helps with this, but it's not uh, the, the only thing that, that, that will help with this. Um, is so, in addition to that, a nutrient, in fact, I had a, a, a friend, you know, just not that long ago who said, I was told I've got to be on this blood pressure medication for the rest of my life. And she's 30 some and, and, you know, I just thought, well, and she's like, and I just don't want to be on something for years and years and years. And so I talked to her a little bit and I said, you know, tell me other things about your body. And she said, oh, yeah, I get headaches kind of frequently. And then she said, yeah, and when I birthed my daughter, um, I had hypertension then. And I said, aha, well, you know, something that happens when we have hypertension during pregnancy as well as headaches, both of those indicate a magnesium deficiency. And when we're lower in magnesium, the muscle around the vessel tightens down, increasing blood pressure. And so I said, you know, um, sure, we could all, and I said, yeah, work on your diet, you know, improve, improve your diet, do a little more exercise, uh, pull a couple pounds off. And I said, no, want you, and I said, try magnesium. And I said, don't come off your medication at this moment, but try the magnesium. And I want you to check your blood pressure regularly. And then as you see your blood pressure come down, then I want you to go, you know, uh, take the medication, take half the dose, and then take half of half of the dose and, and slowly titrate it down while checking your blood pressure. As long as your blood pressure stays in normal range, then you can get off the medication. Well, talk to her a couple uh, months later, and then lo and behold, uh, what do I find out? But she's successfully off the medication. Her blood pressure is quite normal. Uh, the magnesium has also reduced her headaches as well. And when she saw the success she was given, getting, that made her more committed to the diet and lifestyle changes. So it was just the speed forward. She did not need a medication 
medication for the rest of her life. And in fact, uh, what she probably was just experiencing was some magnesium deficiency, which is why she was having the other symptoms as well. And so this is what I mean. It's a message of hope. It's a, it's a medicine of, of options. Staying on a medication for the rest of her life wasn't what she needed to do. We needed to figure out why her blood pressure was high and treat the cause. And so, you know, you might be saying, oh, I have high blood pressure. I'm going to take magnesium. Well, don't be surprised if, if maybe you don't see the shift that she did because that was the reason her blood pressure was high. For you, it might be arginine. For you, it might mean that you need more work on your vessels or you might have too much stress that's causing your vessels to contract. So we've got to find the reason, but there'll be multiple reasons, therefore multiple options, therefore multiple ways to reach each person. That's the key. Multiple options, multiple ways, multiple pathways. And that's what's interesting is because, you know, the principles of integrated medicine, it's a partnership. And that partnership is between you and the practitioner in the healing process. It also is the appropriate use, and I'm going to use that the appropriate use of conventional natural methods to facilitate the body's innate healing. Let me say this again. Let me say this in very simple terms. Your body has an innate mechanism of healing. That means that when the body's in balance, it's called homeostasis, the body can heal. Sometimes the doctor, the practitioner, basically says do nothing to heal, and they're usually right. The body just needs rest. Other times we need intervention, Okay. Considering all factors that influence health, wellness, and disease, including the mind, spirit, and community, as well as the body. This is a philosophy. It's a philosophy. And, you know, integrative doctors recognize that good medicine should be based in good science. We have to be inquiry-driven and open to new paradigms. This is what I love when I collaborate with other practitioners like Dr. Burdett, Dr. Bouquet, all of our other practitioners here that have been here for so many different years, uh, they all bring different skills to the table. We're open to new paradigms. The key is when we can, we love to use natural, effective, less invasive interventions whenever possible. Now, there is time that you may need a chemotherapy. We get it. There is time you may need a steroid. We get it. There is time that you need a strong antibiotic. You get it. We get it. But we have to help the body's terrain heal and allow that body to heal one cell at a time. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting here live from Austin, Texas. We're open for your phone calls in the last few minutes of our of our radio today, 877-956-9566. Some of you have texted us during our uh, recording at 512 219 We'll go ahead and go through some of the uh, some of our listeners' texts. One person has texted that supplements are not tested like drugs, therefore cannot make claims like drugs. Please advise her. That's a good point. Uh, yes, we know that drugs don't go through the rigorous double-blind studies that the FDA demands for drugs to make claims. However, these supplements. Are, have been used for centuries and are backed by clinical science, like Dr. Gazagol. He says have to be backed by science and, and clinical studies and research. And many times following what the rest of the world is using, things like turmeric for, and be able to identify that, especially turmeric in certain forms of 
this uh, curcumin is used in MD Anderson for cancer patients. But unfortunately, there's not enough money in natural substances to make a drug out of it. So there's, it's a good point that uh, there is some, the reason why that claims are not made. However, it does not discount that they are not well-meaning and they do not work. That's important. One of our listeners is asking for discuss treatments for torn rotator cuff. Well, we're going to have to table that to next week's show because we have a we're going to have an osteopathic physician that treats rotary cuff and also uh, meniscus difficulties in the knee. That's going to join us for a little bit of a different choices that probably a lot of people may not be aware of that may not require surgery. That'll, we'll have that for next week if you can just hold on uh, for that message. So we enjoy when our listeners text us at 512-219-0724. And also check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com, so you can register your email and your, your name, and we'll send you a sample of our male energy formula or female energy formula that we have developed uh, with our clinicians at our pharmacy, especially uh, for these conditions to optimize hormone levels and energy levels in both men and women. So check that out. I think you'll really, it's a great offer to uh, for our, our listeners today. In the last few minutes we have uh, for the show, I just want people to We've got a, a follow-up from last week's show. We had a guest who asked about the telomeres. They asked about they were there's a test kit available that tells how old you are, and it's a company called Telomere Diagnostics. That these these telomeres are the end of your chromosomes, and the length of these chromosomes is measured in telomeres and these telomeres measurements can be done on a diagnostic test and it's for $89 it tells how old you are it's like rings on a tree it is a good indication if your lifestyle choices or the foods that you're eating or the drugs that you're taking is shortening your telomeres so check that out this is the DNA sequence on the chromosomes telomeresciences.com. We've got uh, a few minutes open for our callers, 877-956-9566. Next week, we're going to have a, our, our guest, Dr. Uh, we're going to have Dr. Lane Sebring. He's going to talk a little bit more about his solutions for reducing chronic diseases, diabetes, high blood pressure, and some of the programs he's had at his integrative medical practice, because we know that, especially diabetes, it has a larger incidence of death rate than we ever had before. So it's it's important for people to realize that type two diabetes is manageable, not just by prescription medications, but it also has to do with lifestyle and food choices. What we've talked about at the first part of the hour, new evidence has come out that fats are can be preventative for diabetes. And that's what we want to talk about. We'll talk more about that next week, that it can be prevented. So you're, what you choose for your diet 
and also how your lifestyle can make a big difference in your blood sugar levels. And you probably can't do anything more to uh, to improve your life long term if you don't be careful of your blood sugar levels. So next week is we're going to have another great show with Dr. Uh, Lane Sebring. Is and check out our website healthychoicesxm.com. And we're anytime during the week, if you had any questions about your health, you can always text us at 512-219-0724. We want to thank our listeners at 1380 The Pulse in St. Louis that broadcasting live uh, during rebroadcast of the show and also on Sunday at 12 o'clock at 1380 The Pulse also rebroadcast so tell your friends and your listeners and make sure you stop by our website and register so we can uh, get you on our broadcasting live from austin texas healthy choices xm ready to have you next next week our guest dr lane sebring for some great tips on how to improve your and make some good choices have a great week 